it was just three months ago, and who has that attention span? Nobody. Not me. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Time for a festival. Hit the lights. Without a shadow of a doubt, Team Go Rocket is up to something. I'm getting a signal. A new Pokemon is on the horizon. The season of mischief is coming to a sneaky close. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 168. It's November 4th, yet another Thursday evening. A big hi, hey, hello to all of you joining us live here on Twitch. I'm hoping that this week my computer decides to cooperate with the entire <laughs> stream. It's looking promising. I'm probably jinxing myself right now. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hi. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Doing hey, okay. That's good. That's good. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay to hear <laughs> for sure. Uh, d- anything crazy happened this week you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, if you're not listening at home, you got to take your earbuds out. This is only for people that are at home currently. I don't, I don't think so. I've had a very, very dull week, especially in terms of Pokemon. Yeah. 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 I mean, in our defense, the newest set in team fight tactics did drop. <laughs> uh, and so we've been focusing on, on finishing that season out strong, but anyway, <laughs> that's a different topic altogether. Before we get started here, shout out to three patrons. Uh, one of which increased their pledge. That was Camo. Thank you so very much. Uh, we appreciate you and your appreciation of us, I suppose. It's a mutual thing. Two-way street of appreciation. And a shout out to Rose and Devontae. Um, I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Or Devonti, Devante. I'm not entirely sure. I think Help it's me Ty. Out. I think it's Ty. Ty. Devontae. Okay, cool. I'm going to go with that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but thank you so much to the two of you for your support. And we hope that you enjoy uh, the Discord community. Um, okay, Mr. Kyle, we, we set some goals last week. And between then and now, we had Philadelphia Safari Zone over the weekend and uh, the end of the Halloween event. And we had the Dia de Muertos event for you know Monday and Tuesday. And tomorrow starts a brand new one. We haven't even covered yet on the show. We're covering it tonight here in the notes. So our goals, staring down the barrel of those things... Oh, no. uh, you wanted to finish the special research. I believe that was for Dia de Muertos. Uh, no, it was for the for the Philadelphia Safari Zone. Oh, that's right. How how did that go? Yeah, I, I did do that. Okay, great. Did you uh, do Go Battle League on Go Battle Day? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I meant I meant to do it while I was at work, hmm. even if it was just throwing the battles, and then it it just I started on my break, and then it just didn't happen. Understood. Understood. But you did try a couple of rounds. Yeah, I did like two rounds. Okay. That's a shame. If you had completed the set, I would have said that was fine. I mean, <laughs> no, didn't happen. It's okay. What, what about 30 eggs? Uh, you know, I totally forgot to check my uh, adventure sink, but judging mm. by the fact that I only have three eggs hashed this week, I'm going to go with a no. Man, if you were taking part in our patron discord fitness challenge, you would have a record of how many eggs you hatched last week. Yeah, but see, that's that's too much work. You take a screenshot. It's not a big deal. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's just say that's a no. So one out of three. What a very Kyle flavored uh, <laughs> score. Okay. Five shinies was the first goal I had for myself. And I, I did very well. I actually got 10 since last recording. Uh, this includes my Safari Zone shiny count. So bear with me. I'll announce these in order of least exciting to most exciting, I think. So first up is three Voltorbs, one of which was guaranteed from the special research. Next was two horsies. I'm already sitting on a, a pile of horsies. Like, I'm good. Next up was Bronzor. I have like five of those. So that's okay. Next up is Seal. Apparently, people have a lot of seals. I, I definitely did not. So like, this is this is a big deal for me. After that, Heatmore. A sick, <laughs> sick, shiny. My sister and I both got one. I'm very, very happy about it. Two left. What could they be? Uh, second place goes to my very own caught natural with my own hands, Wingle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll let everybody just bask in that for a uh, second. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very happy. And then last but not least, in fact, it's a reverse order list. So it is number one, first place. I go plus a spinner rack yesterday when they weren't spawning like gangbusters. I don't understand. What are we even doing here? Very happy about that. So lots of shinies, 500,000 stardust. I did do that. In fact, I am now the proud owner of 10 million plus stardust. I've hit that oh goal. Oh my God. 500,000 experience. I did not do. I'm short by like 100,000. I did the special research. I did not hit 25 kilometers last week. I was 0.7 short or something like that. 50 eggs. I believe I did that. I did not do that, actually, based on the, the past screenshot. So, one, oh. two, three, four. Four out of six. What'd you not get? Bad. Oh, I thought you just got to shine or something the way that you just no, respond. No. <laughs> we have no. to set less goals. That took way too long. <laughs> My God. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Kyle, if there's nothing else to shout out from the week, then I think we're just going to kind of dive into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Welcome to the news section. We cover news related topics here. The first of which is Philadelphia Safari Zone. Yes, it happened. Yes, we just talked about our experience with it or our results uh, more so. But here is like we did with the last Safari Zone. I pulled out a small blurb that had the interesting factoids in it. Uh, and that one paragraph was during the Pokemon Go Safari Zone Philadelphia event, the first major real world Pokemon Go event in the United States since 2019, tens of thousands of trainers participated from around the world, from Fairmount Park itself to parks and homes all over the globe. Participating trainers walked over 260,000 kilometers and caught almost 4.5 million Pokemon. That's uh. That's a hefty amount. It's a hefty amount. So Kyle and I got to play. We did not go to Fairmont Park or Fairmount Park. Rather, um, a lot of people from the Pokemon Go community did. I know Ken from Lured Up was out there. There were a lot of other personalities. There was a big meetup. Thank you to everybody. At the <laughs> they were drinking out on the patio. They gave me the video call. That was awesome. Shout out to you, Jamal and JT and, and Ken and everybody else. Love you guys. That was great. Um, good to see y'all having fun and I'm very jealous, uh, but Kyle, you did not really get the chance to play cause you were busy, but you did play for like what, about an hour casually. I, I, I played while I was at home for a little bit and then I okay. used my plus when I was out, I, I had absolutely zero luck. Okay. That's not true. I got a shiny throw 
uh, within like five minutes of the event starting. That's a good one. Yeah, I it's the one I already had though, but it's still good to have. I guess. trade it. Some somebody out there's got two socks and they're they're also shaking their fist at the sky. Maybe, but not around here because no, that's not our spawn. But <laughs> and that was about it. I did wasn't very excited for the event. I didn't really get to play it, so I I have very low stakes in this one fair enough but you did play enough to kind of get a handle on the spawn pool and what it would have been like had you played the entire duration i'm sure to some degree so what are your thoughts especially in comparison to the last safari zone makeup makeup event that we did it was pretty on par honestly really i i wasn't very impressed with the last one i wasn't particularly impressed with this one either the last one was carried by the fact that it had relicanth in it yeah, but again, not very interested because almost everybody who had a, a ticket pl- could have played the last one too and gotten the relic hand. So, but like, how do the spawn pools compare? Do you think one was superior to the other? I'll be honest, I don't even remember the spawn pool for Philadelphia and Liverpool. The only thing I remember were Dratini and Mudkip at this point. <laughs> That's true. You were so, tunnel visioning kind of hard on this. So I guess that yeah. means Liverpool wins in my eyes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the opposite. I think Philadelphia's was a little bit better. Um, having played the entire time, more or less, I, I liked I liked it. I liked that pool quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. We hope that if you had your ticket from, you know, to what, 2019 or whatever the case was, or 2020, 2020, that, yeah, 2020, that you had luck this past weekend and, and send us your shiny hype, shiny vibes, all of you. Uh, next up here in the news section is a new event that's actually starting tomorrow, if you can believe it, at the buzzer here. Festival of Lights trainers. The time has come for light to overcome the dark with the much anticipated debut of Dedenne, the antenna Pokemon. This electric and fairy type Pokemon originally found in the Kalos region will help illuminate your Pokedex as electric type Pokemon begin to appear more frequently in the wild. As trainers may be familiar with, the Festival of Lights is a time to rediscover and strengthen bonds with all those around you. So just all these did any spawning, I believe. When is this beginning? Like I said, tomorrow, Friday, November 5th uh, at 10 a.m. to Sunday, November 14th at 8 p.m. local time. Again, just because it's too funny, I can't not point it out. It starts on my birthday tomorrow and ends on my sister's birthday on the 14th. <laughs> it's 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 adorable, if nothing else. Uh, bonuses include friendship levels will increase twice as fast. That's with you and your friends, not you and your buddy, by the way. So. Just to just to draw that delineation, gifts will provide increased rewards. Uh, have we seen something like this before? I think we have. And do you know what it looked like? It's probably what gifts looked like when they were showering Pokeballs on people. If mm. I had to guess, mm-hmm. that'd it, be kind of cool. Or it may just be like one extra packet. Basically, normally it's like three groupings or bun. They're called bundles. Bundles. There you go. Bundles. Yeah. that's that's the right word. Yeah. Uh, and you'll also be able to open up to 45 gifts per day, which is a hefty, hefty amount of gifts. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work, but I think I'm going to set a goal. And, and please remind me because I will forget. <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm going to try to set a goal of actually doing this. Uh, I think this is this is a great time then to mention, Chris, how is your best buddy medal? My best buddy medal or like my best my best friend medal. Best friend medal. I'm sorry. With other player. Okay. Um, yes. 
What does that one look like again? I have no idea. Isn't it two hands shaking? Isn't it? That's how idle. It's idle, right? I have to relaunch my game. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, become best friends with 20 trainers for platinum. I have 38. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have somehow passed me since the last time we talked. Ooh, somehow. Hmm. Well, it's very interesting. You never open gifts, and I've gotten at least several since then. I open gifts, but you never open gifts. I I do. There are people in in chat right now that will back me up. I have been sending gifts. In fact, I got lucky friends with Bulba Seth the other day. <laughs> so uh, let's make it happen, Seth. I'm at thirty three for comparison. Thirty three. So that's not too bad. That's not I have, too bad at all. I have, I believe, three that are going to go with this event. Oh, if people nice. actually open gifts. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have to be doing a, a little bit, just a little bit of planning in Discord, probably. But anyway, let's continue here. Uh, those are the bonuses. Additionally, the season of mischief story continues. Uh, trainers, as we enter the final month in the season of mischief, make sure you continue to make progress on your misunderstood mischief special research. Trainers who complete the research will gain access to a separate special research story during the final event of the season, beginning on Friday, November 26th, 2021. If you don't complete the misunderstood research or sorry, misunderstood mischief special research story in time, you'll be able to buy a ticket for the end of season research for five US dollars or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. Now, I, I do want to make sure that this is said out loud. Um they told us this was going to happen not specifically that you could buy a ticket if you didn't keep up with it but that there would be a payoff for keeping up with it at the end of the season so if you're like oh man this is the first time i'm hearing about it it's because you didn't hear the news when the season first came out or whatever the case might be so um i hope that nobody is like what nobody ever told us they did (laughs) it was just three months ago and who has that attention span nobody not me (laughs) certainly not kyle or myself no no so that's exciting kyle you have been keeping up with it right you've you've finished every step yeah 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 i am current right now great we'll be able to talk about it and we won't be we'll be five dollars richer for our efforts that's nice Uh, fireworks the festival of lights deserves a grand display so you'll be able to enjoy fireworks in pokemon go during the first few days of the event as trainers around the world celebrate the festival of diwali there's also going to be a brand new Pokemon debut. It's Dedenne. Uh, so here are the pools for Pokemon that you can encounter during this event. Wild Encounters uh, subsists of Pikachu, Magnemite, Slugma, Wismer, sorry, Wismer, Electrike, Blitzel, Cottony, Tynemo, Fennekin, Dedenne, Darmaka, and Litwick. Uh, Darmaka and Litwick, I believe, are rarer than the other ones listed. Shinies can be Pikachu, Magnemite, Wismer, Electrike, Blitzel, and Darumaka, which was relatively recently released. So was Blitzel. Wishmer, even for that for that matter. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that Darumaka's shiny has been out for a year now. Chris, mm, I think I think really? time may have blown you by there. I don't think that's true. Can you can you fact check when that shiny release was as uh, I continue reading these pools? <laughs> maybe. I'm gonna say maybe because this okay. is usually not the easiest thing to find out. Okay, well I'll continue. Maybe we will and maybe we won't. Field research task encounters will be Vulpix, Magnemite, Electabuzz, Magmar, Electrike, uh Blitzel, Darmaka, Litleo, and Dedene. Uh big question why Litleo? Very strange. And those can all be shiny except for Litleo and Dedene, of course. 
came out in July, start of July. Okay, so not not even close to a year. Half ago. a year. No, not even. It's not That's half a year. It's not December. It's just turned November. It's, it's, dude. it's close enough. That's five months. When did sixty Chinese days? It's like out. two months. When did Shiny Blitzel come out? Now, hang on. <laughs> that one was pretty recent too. That one was, uh, yeah, yeah. That one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. In in raids, ready for raids, Kyle? It's a very exciting uh, list. Yeah. Okay. One star raids will be Charmander, Vulpix, Chinchow, Litwick, and <clears throat> Litwick and Dedene. Charmander, Vulpix, Chinchow can be shiny. In three stars, Alolan, Raichu, Electabuzz, Magmar, and Blossom. All of those can be shiny except for Blossom. And in five stars, we are getting. Uh, the trio, Cobalion, Terrakian, and Verizian, all of which can be shiny and all of which will be uh, caught having the like it's going to be legacy exclusive move sacred sword. So that's exciting. And in the mega category, we're going to be looking at Manectric, which can also be shiny. So there you go. Now, eggs. Ready, Kyle? No. Yes. Sometimes these 7K egg pools, you're like, OK, OK, OK. But yeah, not this one. No. Okay, well, we are only seeing a change to the seven kilometer egg pool, which is where they feature their event pools. So that's fine. All of these can be shiny. And it will be Alolan, Geodude, Chinchow, Pichu, Vulpix, Magby, Elekid, and Badoo. Uh, and that went from most common to rarest in that list in that order. So Magby and Elekid shiny hunting is cool. Pichu is cool. In my opinion, Kyle, and please let me know if you agree or not. Get Chin Chow, get Volpix out of there. I, I think this is a terrible pool in general, personally. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I just... There's nothing actually exciting to hatch if you don't get the shiny. Uh, Put a Togepi in here where people, people still need Togepi candy. Togepi might be in 5K eggs actually right now, but I'd rather be able to target it with 7Ks, for example. Magby and Elekid are rare shiny babies, so that's a good they, one, I think. They are. That, that's that's okay, but there's nothing in here to hatch where you're like, oh, I got that. Like, if you hatch True. even something like, let's just say, a Lavatar, for example, Lucario. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, Riolu. Riolu. And stuff like that where if it's not shiny, I still feel like I got a reward. Mm -hmm. If I hatch nine eggs and they're all Pichu... I'm just going to be upset, but I'll also be equally upset if it's just nine Magby as well. If at none least, of them are shiny, at least it's not peachy with a hat. So you could evolve them if you wanted to, I suppose. No one, no one cares about that. There's so many, there's so many Pikachus everywhere. I, I think Reddit cares about that. And Twitter cares about that from, from my experience. I, I couldn't tell you why, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So in your opinion, skip this egg pool. This is this is a bad egg pool. <laughs> okay. I should skip it. I won't. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh next up, a celebration in India. This is still part of the same events announcement, by the way. Trainers in India can enjoy a brighter evening on Sunday, November 7th, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. Blitzel and Dedene will be appearing more frequently in the wild, and you can enjoy two times catch candy. So there's a little bonus for uh, the, our trainers in India. New avatar items and stickers. Visit the shop during the event for a free Festival of Lights t-shirt inspired by these celebrations in India. You'll be able to light up your avatar with the Dene-inspired avatar items. They're very cute. The stickers are also adorable. 
And at the end of this blog post, a little foreshadowing emphasis on shadow. It seems the Festival of Lights event and Professor Willow's research into Hoopa might have caught Team Go Rocket's attention. Reports indicate that Team Go Rocket plans to strike on Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Stay tuned, trainers. And then they put two little features uh, just to kind of get us on the hook. You can use a charge TM to help a shadow Pokemon forget the charge attack frustration. It's been a chunk of time since the last time. Like and PvP years nine months. Yeah, and PvPers everywhere are crying tears of joy currently. Hold your nearest PvP person. Team Go Rocket members will be appearing significantly more frequently at Pokestops and end balloons. So it's just what it says. That's it. Cool. Cool. That's pretty much it for news there, Kyle. Anything in the Festival of Lights event that, that stands out to you? Are you looking forward to anything in the next two weeks? No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> what about the Dene? You like uh, the Dene? No, okay. I don't like any of the Pikachu lights except for Mimikyu. Okay. I, I, I think that they're all just kind of boring. But this one has fairy typing. Yeah, that's that's neat. But I still don't think the Pokemon is. Hmm. And I, I probably the friendship levels, honestly. That's the only thing that has any interest here. I have several potential best friends if I have people opening up gifts during this time period. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too, kind of ironically. Um, <laughs> but I, I am actually looking forward to Dene, D- to Dene uh, a bit. I, I'm always excited for new Pokemon, but I, I can't disagree with you that it's a little not exciting. But we'll talk more about that later. I don't want to jump the gun. But yeah, looking forward to it myself. And I'm going to catch a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> There's nothing you want a shiny hunt for? Really? Blitzel? No, I don't care about like. Now Rumaka? Yeah, but it's going to be rare. I'm not going to go hunt the Pokemon that's supposed to be rare in mm-hmm. the event. Like, Maybe. of course, I'm going to catch every Litwick I see. I'm going to catch every Darumaka I see. But, like, it being rare is not uh, going to encourage me to hunt. Okay. I think we need a Magnemite Community Day stat, by the way, looking at this list. It would be fun. How is Slugma's shiny not out yet is the actual question. <laughs> because they haven't done a Johto catch-all event yet? But, like, it's a fitting, like, filler fire shiny. I, I agree. I agree. And the shiny is compelling. Isn't it, like, yellow or something? Gold? No, it's, like, it's like gray. Oh. So I, I think that one's going to be a coin flip on whether people actually find that compelling or not. Okay. I think it's pretty neat, though. Well, looking forward to that, hopefully, in the future. We'll see. Now, Kyle, I think I'm going to pass it on over to you for gear up if you're not too busy. Let me just close the tabs I had open. Oh, okay. Let me just close Minecraft in the middle of a chess game. Um, Hey, hey, I always have a chess game going on another tab. You don't have to tell people that. (laughs) This week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about raids and raid guides because it's been a little while. And also, I haven't figured out any other news to talk about for the moment <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that next week you were going to do a deep dive on Dedenne and pvp absolutely not oh uh first i'm sure it's actually probably better than anyone gives it credit for no look at that base defense we're going to talk about that later don't yep. worry about that oh, anyways yeah. we have the swords of justice coming up um this is going to be very traditional raid counters i'm going to keep it short because a lot of it is stuff many people have heard before, but it's still good 
for refreshers for people just joining us. I'm not going to include any shadows or megas, but suffice to say, if you have a shadow or mega in the appropriate category, it will be just about the best option that you have. And I'd like to to say that Kyle's not discluding shadows and megas because he's a coward, but because it would not be a conversation worth having. No, it it they are so they are so much better than everything else that the list is just it's so bloated if you include shadow versions and normal versions of everything. It's it's not very educational in my opinion. I would agree. First up we have Cobalion steel fighting. You're going to be looking at some fire fighting and a little bit of ground. Surprisingly ground is easily the worst performing. No, there's no one no one surprising ground is very weak and go. Don't worry about that. First up fighting I'm only going to list the top three counters, and this is in order of time to win. So make of that what you will. Doesn't mean you have to use the top counter. First up, Lucario with counter and aura sphere. It's, it's the best fighting type we got. It's, there's no real question there. Then there's Conkelder with counter and dynamic punch, followed by Machamp with counter and dynamic punch. There's not really much variety there. Everybody's got a Machamp. And a lot of people at this point now have Kunkelder. And it should be noted that Machamp is actually much lower on the time to win in comparison, but not enough that it's going to matter for most people. You know, really quick, I looked up Lucario and it doesn't know Aura Sphere, even when I use an elite charge TM. What? It doesn't know Aura Sphere. It knows Power Up Punch, Shadow Ball, Close Combat. That's. That's that's not right. Oh it wait, knows, it knows Aura Sphere in Go. Wait, I might be I might be messing it up. I'm messing it up. <laughs> I'm messing it up big time. <laughs> there it is. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it's, it's been in the game for like two years now. Did I not? Okay. Aura Sphere is like it's like giga busted. You know what it is, and this is going to go into your joke from last week about how I have all these elite uh, TMs. I don't use them. I forgot how to use it. <laughs> Did you use a regular one? <laughs> no, no, I didn't use a regular one. It gave it gave me the list of moves that I wanted to change, and I thought this that was the move pool. <laughs> oh, oh, but proud proud owner proud owner of Aura Spirit now. Thank you. <laughs> did you? Did you? What level is that Lucario you gave it to? Uh. It's my 100%, so he okay. is nice. close that's, to max. That's a, that's a good use. Okay, well, you heard, you heard it here on the podcast, everybody. Chris used an Elite TM. No, you heard it here first. Chris doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, we no, you didn't hear that here first. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on to fire types because we have a whole list to get through. For the fire types against Kobalion, you got Reshiram with Fire Fang and Overheat. Darmanitan with Fire Fang and Overheat. And Chandelure with, you guessed it, Fire Spin and Overheat. It doesn't have any teeth. What were you expecting? <laughs> and and lastly, I said there was a little bit of ground for those who want to use it. First up is Landorus T. That's the Therian form with Mudshot Earthquake and Excadrill with Mud Slap and Drill Run and then Groudon with Mudshot and Earthquake. And now this one confused me and I didn't have enough time to look fully into it. Groudon was way down the list, like equal with Victini and regular Landorus in terms of how long it takes to win. 
because Earthquake stinks. Yeah, I know, but like its stats are so much better than Excadrill, and Earthquake did get that buff. It's it's crazy to me that it's still like okay, this is an exaggeration, but it's it's like six percent worse than Excadrill, mm-hmm. which equates to like ten places in the rankings. But well, Drill Run is really good, and also Mud Slap is better than Mud Shot, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I don't so, know if that one is dramatic. Wait, is it? Actually, I, I'm pretty sure Mudshot is better. I'm like 90% sure Mudshot's better. No, well, hey. I mean, we'll drill, drill, one, drill, drill Run is absolutely drill better run than Earthquake, good. yeah. But Excadrill is also pretty squishy. So that's it. Those are your options for Cobalion. We'll uh, do a roundup at the very end about the thoughts about the Swords of Justice, though. Next up is Verizian. It's a grass fighting type. And you know what that means. Flying, flying, Mewtwo, and flying. Well, first up, we're going to talk about the flying type because it's, it's grass fighting. What, what, what are you going to say here? Moltres, wing attack, and sky attack. Wing attack, Moltres! It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a classic. Rayquaza with air slash and hurricane. If you don't have hurricane, aerial ace is just bad. Probably use something else. Uh, and then Haunch Crow with Peck and Sky Attack. Just because, uh, you know, why not? Another uh, replacement for Rayquaza. If you don't have Hurricane, Evatel, Eveltal, Eveltal. Yeah, Eveltal. You know, the more I say it, the worse it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> with Gust and Hurricane is another option if you did a whole bunch of the Bacon Bird uh, a couple months ago. And lastly is Mewtwo. It's it's just Mewtwo. You're going <laughs> to use Mewtwo because it's a fighting type. This is, the, this is what I was laughing at. <laughs> Kyle has all the Pokemon listed out and then their move sets. And for Mewtwo, it says Mewtwo uh, with the moves Mewtwo and Mewtwo. <laughs> and I can't, uh, I can't disagree, really. Yeah, but uh, Confusion, Psy Strike, his stats are just, it's so good that it, Keeps them in competition with a four times weakness, which is nuts. And lastly, for the Swords of Justice, there's Terrakian. Rock fighting. This poor guy. <laughs> Rock fighting. Like, who thought this was a good idea? That's why he looks so upset all the time. He is so upset. He had <laughs> look, he has so many weaknesses that I'm just, I'm not even gonna list them by weakness. It's not, it's not worth anybody's time here. Mm-hmm. For the, for the record, for those who don't know the type charts and all that stuff, Tracking has seven weaknesses. It's one of the highest amount of weaknesses of any individual Pokemon in the game. It's bad. Everything kind of beats up on Tracking. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> poor, poor dude. Poor cow, I, I guess, right? We established he's a cow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just in order of time to win for ease of understanding Mewtwo with confusion side strike he's fighting I hope you saw that one coming Metagross with bullet punch and meteor mash Hoopa with confusion and psychic Hoopa Hoopa's Hoopa's good Hoopa's a good psychic type the version that we got at GoFest yes the the, the current version of Hoopa okay the the version on the simulations and everything is uh, bound Hoopa Okay. As far as I can see. Keeping with the current theme, Zarud with Vine Whip and Power Whip. Conkelder with Counter and Dynamic Punch. And by the, the same method, you can use Machamp if you would like to. 
Lucario, also good. But not if it has a fighting type move. You you don't want to do that. That's a scary one. <laughs> Which is why it's not on the list. Yep. Kyogre with Waterfall and Surf. And Landorus T with Mudshot and Earthquake. And that's it. Anything kind of slots in when fighting Terrakian, really. It's, you shouldn't have a hard time filling out your team there. But are any of them any good? Well, Terrakian is solid as a rock type. And until now, I think only Cobalion had access to Sacred Sword. I believe that's right. I think you corrected me on that the other day. So Terrakian might be okay as a fighting type. I don't know what fast moves it can learn. Never mind. It doesn't know a fighting fast move as far as I can see. Oh. So it's uh, just not good for it, apparently. Let me make sure I'm not lying. No, not lying. Send headbutt and smackdown. Woof. So uh, Sacred Sword is not going to do anything here at all. And we got we got one last bit here because this is probably the last raid guy I'm going to do for a little bit. And we have one more raid coming up. And it's the Lunar Duo, but but really just solo, Cresselia. We already had the other one, but the duo was earlier. Mm-hmm. It's pure psychic type. That means ghost counters and dark counters and then dark counters and ghost counters. Just, just keep going down the list over and over and over. If you really want to, you can bring some bug, I suppose. I do want to. Thank you for including me. <laughs> It's not on this list, though, so don't worry about it, because so, all of their time to wins are so much lower. The Heracross that I uh, maxed for <laughs> our challenge we did earlier yeah, uh, gets put into my battle parties all the time for, for <laughs> auto. I, I run with him. He doesn't do he doesn't do like poorly. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, in, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, if you aren't short manning the 10 or 15 percent difference, it's not going to matter. Depends on who you ask. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, though. If you have seven people in the raid, you can do it seven people with seven Heracrosses, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. it'd probably be more like 23 or 24 Heracrosses. But anyways. Ghost types. Chandelure with Hex and Shadow Ball. That's right. Chandelure made it onto this large list twice. Who would have guessed it? Then Giratine O with Shadow Claw and Shadow Ball. And I must tell people that on our notes, Giratine O is red underlined as a typo. And if you right click to correct it, it corrects it to Giratine A <laughs> with, 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 a cap, with a capital A because that's how we write it in our notes. Did it's you capital mean o, capital A. Giratine A? <laughs> and I, it's just it's the funniest thing in the world to me. I, I sent a screenshot to Chris as soon as it, I noticed it. It's it's amazing. Yep. I just added Giratine O to our uh, dictionary. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Gengar with Shadow Claw and Shadow Ball. Wait, so is Gengar with Shadow Claw and Shadow Ball higher ghost TPS than Mewtwo with Shadow Ball? Um, uh, I, th- I think it is higher DPS, but Mewtwo was somewhere on the list as well after that with you know significantly less deaths okay you know a gengar with shadow claw shadow ball has like 35 deaths against chrysalia and a mewtwo with confusion shadow ball has like 17 deaths or something like that okay it's it's uh, a large swing save those potions poor gengar 
And then last, there's the dark type. Darkrai with Snarl and Dark Pulse. And now for the, those observant ones out there, you're going to be like, hang on a second. No one told me to use Dark Pulse on Darkrai. That's correct. Because everyone always says use Shadow Ball. For good reason. Shadow Ball so good that even without Stab, its performance is almost identical to Dark Pulse. But otherwise, it has better uses in general. The difference between Dark Pulse and Shadow Ball against Cresselia is less than 1%. Ooh. It's like two seconds time to win total out of like 885 seconds. So virtually identical. Keep the shadow balls. Keep them going. Next, there's Eveltal. 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 Eveltal with Snarl and Dark Pulse. Thank this one for real. And then for your budget option, there's Weavile with Snarl and Foul Play. One more reminder. Any appropriate shadows and megas will make all of your teams better if you are willing to use them and power them up for this entire list. I have not for any personally. Chris, you got any shadows you use? Uh, but no. I, I have my Mewtwo. I have the shadow Mewtwo, and that's the only one. I have my shadow Mewtwo, but I actually didn't level him up yet because I leveled up other things. Because uh, I'm prioritizing 100%. I do have a 100% Shadow Arcanine. Oh, God. Arcanine <laughs> was on this list. Shadow Arcanine was on the list against uh, Kobalion. Just, just yep. didn't read it. Apparently, so. it's uh, an okay. Po- I've seen Shadow Arcanine in several places because it knows some it knows some moves. You know, It's probably because we don't have any other solid Shadow Fire types. True. For the most True. part. There's like right. Shadow Charmander, and that's... Pop that wild charge in there, though. You know what I mean? Really shake it up. God. Um, (laughs) Cresselia also is very good in Great League, but you can't catch a Great League Cresselia from raids. You have to trade down with somebody who's not, who is like a new friend. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very unlikely most people are going to go through that effort. Uh, Cresselia can be shiny, by the way. Yes. All four of these here can be shiny. And I will say that the Swords of Justice have good shinies. They are they are good shinies, in my opinion. Cresselia is less so. Yeah, we're seeing Shadow in the chat for Shadow Moltres and Shadow Entei. That's true. Uh, but but the Arcanine's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for this extensive coverage uh, for Gear Up, Kyle. Appreciate it. You know, these raid lists look the same. They, they look like they have for a while. <laughs> although the gr- groudon being lower on ground dps does make me a little bit sad but i was that, so i'm so good i want to look at that more just it to needs find its out. move it needs its move or it needs better moves something they, ground in general needs like an entire move overhaul i feel yeah outside of pvp i feel like it's got it has some good options in pvp because mudshot is obviously really good but yeah we need um we need one more good fast ground move and like two two good worthwhile charged moves one mm-hmm. status thing and then one that's actually like damage efficient you know something anyway thanks very much kyle we're going to move on now to the poke lore segment and this week we're going to be talking about a brand new friend that's coming out tomorrow dedene the antenna pokemon uh we'll have no other reason to ever cover dedene so here you go <laughs> for all you dedene fans out there 
Dedenne is a bipedal orange mouse-like Pokemon with a round body. It has round black ears with pale yellow interiors, black eyes, a tiny nose, and a prominent upper incisor with a slight point. On each cheek is a circular dark orange marking with two black whiskers. The upper whiskers have branches that resemble antenna, while the lower whiskers are simple. There is a thick black stripe down its back, and it has a pale yellow belly. It has stubby limbs with three digits on each paw and a long, thin black tail with a tuft of fur on the tip. Dedenne's upper whiskers serve as antenna that can send and receive electrical waves. This allows it to communicate with others of its kind over great distances, sharing locations of food or electricity, and sense its surroundings. The simple lower whiskers are organs that can fire electricity. Bang, bang. However, it is unable to generate a lot of electricity on its own. It absorbs electricity from buildings by plugging its tail into outlets. Don't try this at home. It, it doesn't work out well. It also absorbs electricity from other electric Pokemon. This results in the home of the residents it absorbs from getting high electric bills. That's adorable. I love the world building. Stats. Ready for some really exciting statistics? I Me too. Max CP, level 40, 1841. Level oh, 50, uh, 2081. Uh, That's right. We're really pushing that, that two grand. 167 stamina, 134 defense, and 164 attack, which means oh, don't. Oh, it's so bad. Just don't. Best move set, Thundershock with discharge and play rough. Hilariously, very good moves. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> really that, yeah. quite good moves. <laughs> I just, <sighs> so, yeah, I, I see a question uh, about PvP potential in chat, and I'm here to tell you I'm not qualified to answer that question. Although my suspicion is probably no. I mean, uh, what does the fairy coverage give it as an ex uh, as an uh, advantage? I can't think of anything. I don't know, but PvP currently has it rank 99. That's pretty the, good, like, which is is solid. All That's things considered, but like, who cares? Well, <laughs> I mean, but we, look, we look. should care. Top 100 in Great League is like a... That's, look, I just want to talk about Dedenne for one second. Okay. Why is it a fairy? Because it's tiny. It's tr trick question. It's a fairy because they introduced fairy type in Gen 6, so they had to make the Pikachu clone fairy. That is all. Uh, okay. All right. There's nothing. Nothing in this Pokalore says anything about fairy type okay. in any capacity. It is purely just a description of what Pikachu's would do. Okay. All right. Uh, you have excellent balance, by the way, staying on that soapbox for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so okay. Cool. Uh, we get it, Kyle. You're not a fan of Dedenne. I kind of am. I think it's a a little cutie pie, and if it has some, why is it fairy? Because it's cute. It's cute. Pikachu's cute. Steals electricity from the power grid. Pachirisu's cute. Why Pach is it not fairy? Pachirisu is cute. Uh, so is Amolga. I like Amolga quite a bit. Plusle and Minin could have been fairy. Why? Why could they have been? Being small does not mean fairy type. Well, That's not how that works. It's kind of like, it's like a disposition sort of thing. Like fairies are like mischievous, but like good, you know? As opposed to dark, which is the opposite. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Look, I can see we're not going to get anywhere with this. <laughs> so, we'll leave it up to you, dear listener. Should Dedenne be a fairy type? 
How do you feel about it? Please feel free to send an emails and tell Kyle and how he's overthinking this quite a bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of overthinking, just kidding. We're going to move into the Pokepole section. Last week's Pokepole was what is your favorite season to play Pokemon Go? Be sure to consider spawns, local weather, regular events, etc. First one's from Matters, and he said, hello, gents. Halloween is always my favorite event, but as a complete contradiction, I would choose summer for my season of choice. When the weather is good, more of my local community are out and about as they are mostly casual, fair weather players. And as I'm maybe kind of sort of known for luring up the local pubs and then finishing the last two hours of any event in one of those said pubs, <laughs> pubs I'm always joined by a few friends for Pokemon Go fun and libations. <laughs> Question. Is it a reflection on my parenting that Minimot has a favorite Pogo pub? Cheers, chaps. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that just means that Minimont is is prepared for adulthood. Because honestly, this is one of the most important sorts of things that you have yeah. to consider. Which pub is the best one to play Pogo at? I, which everything is the best one to play Pogo at. I, Chris and I would both be lying if the first time we were in a new spot, we said we didn't open up Pokemon Go to see what it's like. You always got to check. Every single check. time. Yep. Doesn't matter where I am. It's just like, oh, is there a stop here? Yeah. sitting down for <laughs> sitting down for dinner somewhere i've never been to checking if there's stops so <laughs> yeah i've so. done a f- i've done a few on location uh f- video shoots for work downtown recently and every <laughs> time i'm like there's got to be some around and there's always like two or three I'm like yes this is it <laughs> but thanks monitors this next one's from just the average joe in florida we only have two seasons hot and rain I like playing in the hot because my phone does better than it does in the rain. <laughs> in all seriousness, I'd say the summer, even with the heat, it's always nice to be able to enjoy time in the sun, especially at GoFest. I'm an absolute sucker for Pokemon wearing sunglasses, and summer is the perfect time for those little cuties to come out and romp. That's right. That's good. Yep. That's wholesome. Okay. okay. We like that. Next one's from Wang J. Chen. And they said, as another Floridian... I would describe the two Florida seasons as wet and not wet. <laughs> I feel like this is probably more like a, a Chicago scenario where it's wet and waiting to be wet. <laughs> During it's wet the wet or season, frozen. I mean, <laughs> frozen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> During the wet season is either raining or you're sweating. My favorite season is the not wet. For you non-Floridians, that would correspond with fall and. Winter, I think they call it. <laughs> the, the air is cooler. The sun is not sitting on your shoulder and everything feels less intense. Playing Pogo when everything is so chill, both meanings intended, is so nice. I will go walking and play for hours. I'll even go out and play on the one cold day of the year, even if it drops down to 40 degrees. I'm a madman. I know. <laughs> 40 <laughs> degrees. It's like 35 outside right now. Yeah. <laughs> it gets down to like 27 right now overnight. Oh, I don't even want to know what it's like right now. But let's not talk about it. I also enjoy the migration of snowbirds. You can make distance trades with them. And if any of them are lucky friends, you can make those lucky trades before they migrate back up north. All right. Also, I hate the feeling of being wet. And during wet season, you don't get a choice. 
But during that wet season, everything is cool and chill. We should probably clarify what a snowbird is for people if they don't know. <laughs> and it's people that either have a second home or habitually uh, vacation in Florida during the mm-hmm. winter uh, in the state that they live in otherwise or other place they live in. Not actual like birds. That's the only part I want to get across. We don't have a, a population of of legit birds playing Pokemon Go and do we distance <laughs> trades with Wang Jai Chen. Although if he could manage to do that, power to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I, I just need to say, Wang Jai Chen, you might need to reestablish what, what you think uh, the chill and cool time is. <laughs> well, it's all relative, right? I, I, I mean, technically. Technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for that response. <laughs> this next one is from SG Raider 5. I feel like picking the best season to play is really a catch 22 here in Ohio. It is really difficult to play in the winter due to the cold. However, I feel like Niantic thrives during the winter with excellent Halloween, Christmas, New Year's and Chinese New Year's events in recent years. The flip side playing in the summer in spring is a blast because you can enjoy the nice weather. But I feel like the summer events are always a little lackluster. Okay. Yeah, I think that's because they supplement those events with live events uh, normally. I I, I underline and mm-hmm. <laughs> italicize normally, uh, but I think that's probably why. That's probably why. I agree. Seems like summer they want to focus on the live events. So they encourage people to take part, which is pretty faulty line of thinking when you think about that a little bit deeper. But we don't. We don't. That's not our job. No. What are you talking about? That actually is exactly our job. Think about it a little deeper when no one else wants to. <laughs> yeah, but what if you don't want to? Uh, I, I usually do it anyways and it's true about it. Yep. <laughs> Next one is from Triptando, and they said, like a year ago, I started my process of losing weight. I could combine that with my love for Pokemon Go daily exercise. As mentioned before, every morning I like to go out, listen to a podcast, and walk for about one and a half to two hours. Therefore, I've experienced all seasons this way. For reference, I'm living and playing in the Netherlands, mostly in the city. Spawns. I feel like seasonal spawns are very underwhelming this first year. They don't stand out as much as they should, in my opinion. They all feel, they all kind of feel like regular spawns to me. The seasonal theme doesn't stand out. And if a seasonal Pokemon does spawn, it's because it's part of an event. The already lackluster seasonal spawns are getting overruled by event spawns. The aspects of spawns is not the difference maker for this poll. Events. In my experience, every season has its good and bad events. I judge them individually. I don't judge a season based off its events. Also not the difference maker in this poll. Weather. Purely for playing experience, my preference would be spring. It just has the best weather conditions to play outside. Not too hot, not too cold, mostly dry. When it's too cold and windy in the winter, I can't move my fingers quick enough to play the game the way I want to. Quick catching, etc. In the autumn, it might rain a lot, and we all know a wet screen doesn't combine well with Pokemon Go. In the summer, if it's too hot, my phone is on the cusp of overheating. Spring has just the best circumstances for me. I love the aspect of seasons in Pokemon Go but I feel like it could be improved so much more. But to answer this poll, spring is my favorite season to play. Also, I like the outside then. feels like the world is coming alive again. The blossoms, the trees, the animals. It's a very well-written response. 
Yeah, I, I agree entirely. Except here in Chicago, spring is the is the wet season, so it's it's kind of like pick your poison. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk outside and and you just sink into the ground. Yeah, that's just how it, yeah. that's just how it goes. Yep. And like all the leaves you didn't rake up are coming out from underneath the snow, and they're like, "Kill me, end my existence." <laughs> they're awful. They stick to everything. Oh yeah. goodness. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for that response, Trip Tando. This next one is in the form of an email from Sean. Hey, Chris and Kyle, my answer to the Poke Poll on which season I enjoy best while playing Pogo is definitely late summer. How specific? As much as I love fall, it's just too chilly for my girlfriend and I to have our Saturday night walk, which usually can last three plus hours easily. That Holy sounds cow. awesome. That that's sounds a, great. That's a big walk. Yeah. We spend our time taking down every Valor gym in the city. Hashtag mystic. Okay, now I take back everything <laughs> oh, well, I said. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> and we will even travel to nearby towns to make our mark there as well. Though as much as I love just driving around and doing raids during this time of year, there's just something about walking through a town in the dead of night, silently sweeping gyms. <laughs> Until next time, shiny vibes all, Sean. I love the picture that was painted with that email. Like, I yeah, I want to do that. I want to go on a walk with a friend and just steal a bunch of gyms in a town. Three hours of walking, <laughs> though, every week on a Saturday wow that's impressive too it's a that's a good bonding uh of, of activity and event that's good mm-hmm. yeah our last emails from garen they said my favorite season to play in is the season of mischief <laughs> so many legendaries acquired and a little bit of something for everyone time garen so that wasn't what we were going for but i love that response it's, it's still a good response it's, still a good it's, response. it's cheeky i love it Although I I think so far of the four seasons we've now had, the first season was the best. What one was that again? It like is like season of discovery. Oh, I think yes, I think that was it. Season I think of you're discovery. Right. Yeah, it had Shelter popping up like candy, and that's that was just the the clear winner. That's right, Stardust for days. Stardust tired for of, days. I'm tired of Combi. My God. Combi's <laughs> tired of you, okay? Don't yeah, well, I wanted Kombi. Stardust still, so I'm not done with it. Okay, well, Combi's a bug, so it can hang out for as long as it wants. So this week's PokePole is, did you have any goals for yourself this year in Pokemon Go? What were they, and how are they going? Now, technically, dear listener, you still have two months you have this month and next month to achieve your goals. But I thought now would be a good time to start having this conversation in case maybe you're like us and can't remember a goal for longer than three days. <laughs> well, so, hey, I, I'm in this picture. And I don't like it. <laughs> I actually have an answer, though. Uh, do you remember any of the because at the beginning of the year, I think we set some. I, um, I vaguely remember one of them, but I don't actually remember. You got it written. Did you actually did you find where we wrote them down by any I, chance? I didn't actually find them, Dang but I'm it. sure I could, man. I I'm pretty sure I made the goal at the beginning of the year to uh get to rank twenty in GPL. Yeah. <laughs> you did that once, didn't you? No. I made it to eighteen one one league and then one season and then the next season i made the goal and then i just didn't play like at all i'm not seeing our notes i'm not seeing them kyle maybe maybe a a loyal listener who is 
gone back through all of the episodes actually knows the answer it's possible it's also possible it might be in a different notebook although i don't think that that's actually the yeah, case i i cannot remember no no anyway um i had set several goals for myself uh two of them were well the, the two that i remember uh were hit level 48 which i i on my way actually i'm on my way i have to get these 25 kilometers in uh for four more weeks i think and finish my souvenirs with my buddy and then uh, it's just xp which oh my god i think it's like 10 million xp man like it's, hey hey i need i need 12 million more experience right now for level 45 so i'm exactly halfway uh in through the experience bar i need 10 and a half million more so yeah I maybe need, I, need, I need 12 million for my level with this friendship event perhaps but the other one was also in my inventory at some point in time have 10 million stardust and i just hit that <laughs> today so yes i've got one to work on and i did <sighs> i did achieve one but i'd be curious to hear what everybody else's goal for the year was so please if you have a answer to this question we'd love to hear from you you can answer via twitter when we post the question there when the episode comes out if you're a patron of ours we have a channel dedicated just to the poke poll that you can pop your answer into you can also call us and leave us a voicemail by phoning into 262-586-7717. And just to clarify really quick, I think that that voicemail machine is like still just the default one. So if it's not me going, hey, this is GoCast, it's it's the right place still. You're, you're good. Just double check the number. <laughs> or you can always just send us, you know, your answer in an email. Several people did that this week as well to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get to anything mail related or otherwise, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi E, who this week are going to be talking about uh, a deep dive into Silk Factions and many, many other topics. I took a peek at their notes and wow, the geez, you're in for a good PvP corner segment. Over to you. Hi, I'm Fish Anahita. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that blames lag whenever they get something wrong. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Well, we had Go Battle Day just yesterday as we are recording today. My Go Battle Day did not go super well. I had just a series of like, I was doing okay. I'd get like a 3-2 and a 2-3 and a 3-2. And then I just got this long series of 1 and 4. So I got the Stardust, which was a positive, but my rating went way down. So I'm going to have to try to recover during Ultra League and Ultra League Premier Classic. What have you been seeing with those metas that we have available now? Uh, well, actually, I've been, up until this recording, I've been trying to cram in all the Halloween cup sets that I could get. So from tomorrow, I will be participating in Premier Classic. So I'll have to report back then. But I've heard that Polyrath is pretty fire. Uh, um, water. <laughs> but um, with that uh, Ice Punch, Dynamic Punch combination, you could also run Scold as well. It's a, a pretty nice neutral move on a polyrath we also have the festival of lights to take a look at so the festival of lights is going to run from november 5th to november 14th starts 10 a.m until 8 p.m local time and there are some new pokemon like dedene that is being featured as making its pokemon go debut it was originally discovered in the kalos region it's a gen 6 pokemon it is an electric and fairy type and we'll have more information as those stats get released when it comes into the 
game. Some other Pokemon to keep an eye out for in the wild, you'll have Pikachu, Magnemite. Magnezone is always uh, a really good Pokemon. It works well in Great League and Ultra League and Master League, really. Um, it's one of those kind of special Pokemon that can work in all three leagues. Cottony is really good. It is great in those little cups. And then Whimsicott is really good um, in condensed metas. That's a good charmer. And then Dedenne will be in the wild. And it's it's an electric fairy. It's kind of a rare type combination. And we'll have to see kind of what its moveset is when it gets released. In field research, you can also find Vulpix. Getting that Alolan Ninetail XL candy is really important. And of course, Ninetales works really well in Great League. And then Magnemite in field research as well. Lit Leo actually can be powered up to work in the Great League. It also works well in Little Cup. And then Dedenne, of course, is in field research as well. In raids, you've got Charmander. If you are newer to the game and haven't got a Charizard yet, that is a very good pick in Ultra League in particular. Vulpix, like Defi mentioned, Chinchow. Lantern is quite good. And I'm starting to learn quite underrated in Ultra League as well as in Great League. Then you've got Dedenne and Alolan Raichu, the old faithful great anti-meta pick. You can give that one a go. In Eggs, Alolan Geodude is in there. You might have seen Alolan Graveler or a Lolan Golem in various forms. Very nice typings and good coverage. Chinchow again, Pichu to get yourself a great, great league Raichu. Volpix and Budju if you want to get yourself one of those Community Day Rosa Raids. They have a lot of play as well. Now that we've taken a look at some events, let's do a Sylph check-in. We are done with the Lunar Cup. Uh, October is over. And Fish, do I have some news to share about my Lunar Cup, how that went. Somehow, I weaseled my way in, not to the top thousand. I'm rank 138 right now, globally. Whoa. I'm in the top 28. I'm almost on that first page um, just for the United States alone. I had an amazing month. I went, I only had four losses in the four tournaments I played. So I had a 5 1, a 4 1, a 5 1, and a 4 1. So I and, did. Uh, who beat you, Defi? Really, really well. Huh? And who, who were some of those people that beat you? You. You <laughs> were one of the people who beat me. But then I went and I beat you back. Yes, you did. So. You you returned the favor in the, uh, or which one was it? The Pokemon Go Radio tournament. Yes, I did. So that's really exciting. And there's supposed to be a self-showdown this month in November. So I might actually get an invitation or maybe even be on the waiting list. Because uh, usually invites usually go to the top 200. So I'm very interested to see that. Yeah, so, so 128 exciting. people actually get to go in, but there, I mean, there's bound to be people that uh, have to turn it down or don't see the invite or just don't get back to them. So you're a very real chance of actually getting in. So that's really exciting and also terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I had just a really, really good month. Um, Kofa Grigas, I think, was definitely one of my MVPs, along with Galvantula, did a lot of really, really good work for me in the Lunar Cup. Also, my spice rating 
is 52 out of 100. Wow. It's usually in the single digits, but Kofa Grigas was on so few teams. Um, it was on, it was like one of those 1% Pokemon compared to like most teams had Crustle. Lots of teams had a Scavalier. Lots of teams had Galvantula, but almost no one brought Kofa Grigas. So I guess I'm a little spicier now. Like someone put some cayenne pepper in, in their pumpkin spice latte. Just a little little spicier. All right, moving on from the Lunar Cup, we have the Brawler Cup. Fish, tell me about this meta. What have you uncovered this crazy, crazy meta? So far, I have learned that Sableye, once again, like it is so often, is a killer safe swap. Just two Shadow Claws of energy allows it to win 90% of the entire Brawler Cup meta. So, Sableye safe switch. Now, a lot of people will have that same idea, so that makes it a lot easier to counter. I think with Sableye being prominent and with a lot of the other picks that I'm seeing, like, you know, Shadow Machamp and Kofa Grigas, I think a charm is going to be important. Sorry to say that because a lot of people don't like charmers, but uh, Wiggly Wards, Kofa Grigas, and uh, Sableye, all other charmers beat Vigoroth. Um, all the charmers beat like Shadow Machamp. And you know what? They don't even do too badly against Steelix because of that power of charm and the fact that Steelix is running Dragon Tail and Crunch as two of its moves. Like, you can actually do pretty well against the Steelix with a Charmer. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at running Wigglytuff in my team at the moment, but stay tuned because likely to change. Not just subject to change, likely to change. We also have a listener question from TJ, and they write, quick formatting request. Any chance you could state what the rank one stats are for a PvP Pokemon when you mention its relevance, especially when it's something you haven't brought up before? Knowing the general bar- ballpark before I'm looking through my inventory and not having to switch screens to look it up helps tremendously. Thank you. So, for that one, um, we started out reading out the rank one IVs, and then we made the decision not to do that anymore because just one IV of difference here and there can actually throw out the ranks incredibly wildly. It's not just the closer you get to the rank one, the better rank it is. For example, if you look at a Swampert for Great League, the rank one is a 0-14-14. If you just change it to 1-14-14, then that jumps up to a rank 739 or if you go with a 0-14-15, it's suddenly rank 1,059. That is crazy. Another reason why we don't throw out the numbers for the rank 1s is because sometimes the rank 1 isn't what you actually want. So for some matchups, you might want that you know ideal rank 1 Toxicroak, but a lot of people um, who are really serious into PvB build a couple Toxicroaks, maybe with a higher attack stat, um, because that'll win you some different matchups. So sometimes the rank one isn't even exactly what you want, depending on the situation. So that's why we suggest looking it up on websites like stadiumgaming.gg or using a third-party app like Kalki IV. But don't use any third-party apps that ask you to log in to go. Those are bad. Those are the bad ones. <laughs> Kalki IV is good. Pokegini is good. 
And having said all that, if enough people out there have heard that and they're like, well, no, still just give me the rank one. Come on, guys. (laughs) Then let us know. If enough people tell us, yeah, we still want to know that information, then we will be glad to start including it again. All right. Are you ready to go into our main topic for today, Fish? Our deep dive is Sylph Factions. For those listeners out there who maybe aren't a part of Sylph Factions or aren't super familiar with it, Fish, can you start us off? What is Sylph Factions? It is a team-based competition run by the Sylph Arena, where each person on the team chooses a speciality. So there are Great League Specialists, Ultra League, Master League, and Field Specialists, and they all take on the corresponding specialists from other teams. They score points. The top team will win go through progress uh the bottom ones will be relegated there's a there's a whole league going on it's a it's a lot of fun i'm in the beginner to winner podcast faction i am the field specialist for comet cup which is a unique meta that hasn't been used in any standard ranked cup before and i'm excited to take it on yeah, and I'm on a faction called the Queen Bees. It's from my the server Girls That PvP. And so it's a group of all women, and we're out there to just kind of have fun, have a good time, and learn a bunch about battling as we play. And I'm also a Great League Field Specialist, but I'm going to be working in the Twilight Cup meta this cycle. So since we are both in different fields we thought we'd talk about our own field and what we have learned in each field so for comet cup it is just as a reminder running in gray league it is fire flying ice normal and psychic type with bands of altaria defense geoxys metacham wobbuffet chancy and mantine the top 10 on pv poke are vigoroth obstagoon diggersby nine towers the regular and shadow form Macargo. Alolan Raichu, Mandibuzz, Dugong, Alolan Ninetales, and Zangoose. Hold up, so, Fish. Yes. Fish, hold on. I heard yes. I heard a lot of a lot of Pokemon in there. I heard Vigoroth, Diggersby, Mandibuzz, lot a lot of things that make sense. But Magcargo? Yeah. What? Magcargo is good. I love it when Magcargo is good for a meta. Because it's just such it's a Pokemon that so many people just write off. They're like, this thing couldn't possibly do well against anything. Well, it does, DeFi. Okay, I, I'll believe you. I believe you. Tell me more. So the first thing that you want to look at is, of course, the Pseudo Fighters. They were the first two Pokemon ranked on PV Poke, Vigoroth and Obstagoon. Interestingly, two Pokemon that have fighting moves and work as fighters but are not fighting type. The game will be to run one or both of those and make sure you know how to counter both of them. I think the easiest way to counter them is with the flying types. Things like Pelipper, Zapdos, Mandibuzz. They actually have different levels of how well they do against those Pokemon. But the flyers are are a good typing in this meta. Electric types also do quite well against them. Alolan Raichu is going to be a very big pick. However, Alolan Raichu will do much better against Vigoroth than against Obstagoon. It does not want to wear a Night Slash from Obstagoon. You could go Zapdos or Emolga, which covers that flying coverage and the electric coverage. And also, they will be great against your 
waters such as your Pelipper, such as Lapras, which will be pretty good. Then you've got your ice types like the Lapras with that ice shard damage, and you can run ice beam as one of your moves as well. Dugong always wins battles that you don't think it should. And then there is the rock throwers. So Makago, this is where Makago comes in, just throwing rocks and grinding down opponents. The other good rock throwers in this meta are Lunatone and Solrock, which as far as I'm aware is the first time that these Pokemon are going to be relevant in a meta. They have an advantage over Makago in that they don't take super effective damage from counter like Makago does, but they have a disadvantage in that they hate Night Slash from Obstagoon. So you've got choices to make there. There is Aerodactyl and Shadow Aerodactyl on the rankings. I do not recommend that because it is already super, super glassy. And to add to that, it's taking super effective damage from almost everything else in the cup. So <laughs> like my advice is to stay away from that one, but I would love to see someone prove me wrong. And finally, we've got the generalists. So ones that don't fit into any particular role. I'm thinking things like Ninetales has a lot of good matchups against very general things. Blaziken, an actual fighting type that can beat both of the pseudo fighters. And Malamar has some really good offensive coverage to to cover a lot of those things that we've already talked about. And so that's my rundown of Comet Cup as a whole, as a big snapshot thing, DeFi. All right, and here's my snapshot of Twilight Cup. So Twilight Cup was the second ever Sylph meta that was created. It is a great league meta that only allows poison, dark, ghost, and fairy types. This time around, the bands are a little different. The bands are Nidoqueen and Pawniard. Nidoqueen was not a threat the first time around, and Pontiard didn't even exist. The top 10 PV poke Pokemon for the Twilight Cup are Beedrill, both the regular and the shadow. Then we've got Mandibuzz, Tentacruel, Alolan Muck, Alolan Ninetales, and Alolan Grimer, followed up by Shadow Golbat and Azumarill. So when taking a look at the Twilight Cup, A big, big difference is that Poison has gotten a huge buff since Sylph Season 1. Beedrill is going to be a monster. That is why it is ranked number one and number two, the regular and the shadow. It is going to be doing so much work with that Poison jab. Generally, if you're looking to counter Beedrill, a Flyer is going to do pretty good, like Mandibuzz or Golbat. Also, Tyranitar. I was seeing some Tyranitar during the Halloween Cup, and that SmackDown damage is no joke. So Titar can definitely bring the SmackDown. Also, let's take a look at Zhwilas. If you're running the core of Zhwilas and Beedrill, really one of the only things you have to look out for is a Beedrill on your opponent's team. Because Beedrill beats Zhwilas, and then it'll tie against your own Beedrill. So... The bee. Everything is just bees. Bees for everyone. One thing that's really nice about Sylph Factions is that there's a new, you have new opponents each week and you can change your team each week. So let's say like you've already set your lineup for week one as you're listening to this. You can listen in and change your lineup for week two. 
Like, I love that about Sylph Factions. You're not locked into the same team for several weeks. You can change it week to week. So if you're listening to this and think, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake, you're not beholden to that mistake. (laughs) At least not for longer than a week. (laughs) All right, so time for some... uh, We need a sting for this, like, shameless plugs. I mean, we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. Yep, the... I'm leaving the songwriting up to you. (laughs) Shameless plugs. You've got something very important to talk about. I do. I'm going to be hosting a $1,000 prize pool tournament. You heard me correctly. $1,000 in the prize pool. So the organization Victory Road PVP is putting on a Safari Cup 2.0. Back when we had big Pokemon Go events, the last time there was Safari Zones, like in Montreal, there was a specific Sylph tournament called the Safari Cup. And this is kind of a callback to that tournament. So, a $1,000 prize pool. It's a remote tournament all online, and it's free to enter. The meta for this tournament is it's a type-based meta with water, ground, rock, normal, bug, grass, poison, and flying. So a lot of different types are allowed. But there are some restricted picks. So there are several Pokemon, you know, your main meta Pokemon, your Azumarils, your Swamperts, your Bastiodon, your Vigoroth, that you can only pick two of. So there's a list of Pokemon that you can kind of restrict. You can only pick two of these big, important Pokemon. And the way that you sign up is on challengermode.com. But I'm also going to have... Chris put a link in the show notes. So just look for the link about Victory Road Safari Cup Tournament. I will be hosting this tournament and shoutcasting along with Speediest Chief and Pogo King, um, King IV. So some really awesome people that I'll be working with for this event. Again, check the show notes for the link. That's very cool. Uh, For me, I mean, it doesn't sound as good coming after that announcement, but um, we just had on Palatown PvP a show kicking off called The Ring. It's a very cool format where two players step into the ring, they take each other on in a best of five set, and the winner stays on to take on a new challenger. We will be doing that on the last weekend of every month. Um, If you want to, I encourage everyone to just put their name down and... step into the ring to give it a go if you want to do that you'll find the link to the pallet town discord server in the show notes under more fish it's in a channel called grab a roll and there's a little button for the ring and then we pick challenges at random at the start of each month the other thing is we've got a game show happening on the 12th friday the 12th of november us time so it's like uh 8 30 i believe eastern and we have invited the boys from the btw podcast to be the first players of this game show so we've got questions being written by uh, a gentleman named lf kamala he's part of the lured up podcast discord community and has written like pokemon trivia nice before he's very excited i'm very excited the boys are very excited. That'll be Friday the 12th on the Pallet Town PvP content channels. Again, you will find those links under more fish in the show notes. 
And with that, I think we have the end of our segment today. So we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can send your feedback to our new email, pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. And with that, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Fish and DeFi. Appreciate it as always. Another golden pvp corner segment all right mr kyle we've got two segments left uh the last one is is small but this one it's got a name and it's emails that's true and zero voicemails this week this first email is from kevin red bull who we haven't heard from for a while hi chris and kyle it's kevin red bull here i hope you're both doing well i played almost the full six hours of philly safari zone on friday took the day off and everything and wanted to share my experience with your show i got 12 shinies from the event as well as hatched a long sought after shiny prior to the event today the lesser shinies were metatite meryl alolan vulpix and bronzor i had several doubles such as heatmore ponyta and zangoose my voltorb was a 96 my last shiny of the event was a mr mime i searched tirelessly for lastly the shock of the day came when i hatched my first ever shiny timber but it was out of a two kilometer egg wow talk about return on investment that's good i played alone as my girlfriend is phased out of pokemon go and she was my safari zone partner but nonetheless i prevailed good day sirs and shiny vibes all thank you kevin rebel that's great it was really great i'm jealous of the uh the shiny timber out of the 2k that's really good you're if you're insinuating that your shiny voltorb was 96 percent dang that's great <laughs> that's really good good for you uh i i am jealous of the shiny timber once again the shiny timber takes the spotlight that and uh the mr mime though too yep but thank you for the email kevin appreciate it next email howdy chris and kyle names Devontae. trainer name i'm sorry if i get it wrong vanti tatted Hope all is going well with everyone. I recently discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and I've already fallen in love with it. I took a pit- I took a pretty big break from Pogo, but have recently gotten back into it heavy. As a truck driver who delivers fuel overnights, this show is the perfect listen to catch up on all things Pokemon Go while I am out on the road. I do have a question for you guys. If you were a truck driver in the Pokemon universe, who would be your perfect Pokemon companion? Keep your shiny side up meaning stay safe and safe travels and shiny vibes for everyone. Thanks. Vanti tatted truck driving companion. Pokemon. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a, a few come to mind, right? They do. They? Yeah. I, I, I'm trying I, to think of what, what like the most valuable, and this is coming from the perspective of somebody who's ever only watched a few episodes of like ice road truckers and knows nothing about the profession whatsoever. But I do know that maintenance of the vehicle is a thing uh, because you have to, you know, maintain it yourself, right? It's your truck, I believe. So I'm going to go the route of a a Pokemon that would be helpful in circumstances where I would either have to get my truck towed or I would need to take it in for repair, like change a tire or something, right? Uh, So probably Machamp to help like move my truck when I need him to. Uh, see, we, we definitely went at this from completely. I don't have an answer yet. We went at okay. this from completely opposite sides of the problem. Because for me, when we're talking long haul trucking and I need a companion, my first thought was like someone to like mentally stimulate me so that oh. I'm not bored the entire time. Alakazam. 
No, that sounds like it'd be awful. It'd just be a torture. <laughs> He'd like play um, Trivia Pursuit with Alakazam, and yeah. he just has the answer every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 5,000 IQ, man. Um, That's right. I don't. There's so many options. You could do something that could put air in tires, something that could produce fuel for your truck so you never have to stop for gas. Where's the gasoline Pokemon? <laughs> um, I mean, isn't like isn't like a lowland muck supposed to be like an oil spill or something? Is is it? Maybe. I think so. Um I'm not sure. Could go the ecologically friendly route and say Galarian wheezing to, to get rid of all Oh, the there you smog. go. There you go. That's that's my fun answer for right now until I, I potentially think of a better one in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can figure one out. Well, thank you for that fun email and that fun question. Um, next one's from Leo. Hi, GoCast. I'm calling to tell you about my shiny luck. On the 30th, my first dark ride was shiny. Then the next one is also shiny. What was your longest shiny combo? That's it. Extreme shiny vibes all Leo. Extreme shiny vibes like on a skateboard. <laughs> Nice. P.S. When will Ness be back on the show? So we get that question every once in a while. If you've been listening since the beginning, we used to have a third host on the show uh, and her name was Ness, uh, but she has gone uh, a separate way and will not be coming back. So uh, thank you for asking. But Mr. Kyle, what was your longest shiny combo? I believe it was Chikorita Day. It's definitely Chikorita Day. It was either three or four shiny directly in a row. I've had a couple of other like three shinies in a row where I'm only shiny checking, but I don't think that really counts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have never gotten more than two in a row. And that just happens on community day from time to time. Yep. Sorry. I don't have an exciting story for that one, (laughs) but but thank you for the email, Leo. And and congratulations on, on your shiny look with dark ride. That's awesome. Our next emails from Kelv drinks custard. And he said, hey, guys, on a scale of Relicanth to Cramorant, how are we doing this week? Huh? Mm. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, man, I don't know. I'm like a quagsire. Okay. I was thinking like like a wingle. Oh, okay. Not, not a pelipper, just a wingle. Okay. All right. On the note of Cramorant, Chris, have you ever tried to do one of your legendary Pokemon noise impressions with the game version of Cramorant's noise? It's one of my favorites. I don't even remember I, what that sounds like. I don't remember what Cramorant sounds like because I played through Sword and Shield with the sound turned very low. But in my defense, I've played through every single Pokemon game with the sound very low because I've usually played them in, in very public places and didn't want people to hear Nah, myself. dude, you gotta, like, blast that. People have to know. I, I have a lot of shame, okay? That's okay. Then why do you hang out with me in public? I'm, like, the most <laughs> embarrassing human. <laughs> uh, because I'm equally embarrassing, so it balances out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's get down to business. Who forgot to remind me to email last week? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. This week, I think I've had the pleasure of catching my first Sunflora. That stupid flower was just overly aggressively smiling at me whilst repeatedly jumping out of my Ultra Balls. I don't know if they're all like this, but this individual Sunflora has ruined all Sunflora for me, and I refuse to catch another. (laughs) 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 I feel that. With the news that comes out this week about Wizards Unite ending soon, I'm very concerned. 
I know Pokemon Go is a much bigger game, but part of me is worried that one day it will just disappear. Wizards Unite has been given a three-month notice before the end, but if that happened in Go, that wouldn't be enough time to send all of my shinies and special Pokemon into home. Do you think I should start transferring Pokemon now to prevent the loss of them in the future, or am I just overreacting? Have a good one. Kelv drinks custard. Well, let me just say one thing. Pokemon Go made $2 billion last year. I think you're okay. Now, in in comparison, Wizards Unite made $2 last year. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. We're ragging on Wizards Unite a little bit because it's fun to rib. But honestly, I saw that announcement and my heart broke a little bit because I know that there are very passionate people about that game. And that game is not bad. It's quite good. But it wasn't engaging in the way that the Pokemon IP was engaging for that sort of format. Um, I, I think one of the things that it suffered from primarily two things, in my opinion. One, you can't play more than one AR game at the same time. It's it's functionally not possible, which means you have to pick between Wizards Unite and Pokemon Go and Ingress and uh, Minecraft Earth, which was around for like two months and then it disappeared. And what now shame. Uh, and now Pikmin. Pikmin Bloom is much more background, though. Yes, uh, but you can. But you, you can still play can't that. like you can't play all. It's it's a dedication to do that. And what what I'm saying it. is like Wizards Unite and Pokemon Go, where both you have to actively play them. Yeah, and the the last thing is, I was listening to it's super effective this last week, and they made a great point. Wizards Unite takes more investment to play than Go does. It's a lot easier to click on a Pokemon and throw a ball and then keep walking than it is to click on a unforgot unforgivable say i don't even remember what they were called anymore but and like fight them with spells like you you had to stop and cast your spells and then play the game and then move on and it just took a lot more work yeah wizards unite was actually like a video game yeah and that doesn't mesh well with the formula that niantic has developed with their games i feel yeah yeah the the key to success for pokemon go has always been the integration uh into life like background like if if you can play pokemon go and other people will never know you can do that wizards unite you can't really get away with that you're walking around a room trying to fight a troll with spells in a boardroom that's not gonna work and i think another thing about this is kind of sidetracking, but it's it's an interesting discussion. Why Wizards Unite failed versus why Pokemon Go is not going anywhere for a very long time. When you play Pokemon Go, you have results at the end of your play session. You have the Pokemon in your inventory. You got Stardust. You you got your stuff from the stops. You know, you powered up Pokemon, that kind of stuff. You have your candy. At the end of a session of Wizards Unite, you had an updated scrapbook and that was kind of it like you you their features didn't feed into one another in a way that was super satisfying to keep working on your progression which is a shame because it it definitely had some great ideas that i i hope we see more of yeah, there are lots of features in Wizards Unite that I wish were carried over to Pokemon Go. But again, I think to your initial point about it being much more involved that they had made on ISC as well, I think that's the reason why we won't see them. Well, I don't I don't necessarily mean like the mechanically from like the battles, stuff like that, although that is something that could potentially 
learn from for go no, bad I, league I'm i think talking, go bad league isn't a good place but i'm more talking about like the skill trees and, and the classes and stuff like that like people that want to just open up the app and check for shinies don't want to have to deal about like deal with specializations and you know yeah this this is all very true wizards unite took critical thought and therefore it was that much more engaging but the buried entry was just that much higher yeah and I mean, it's the IP. It's the IP that means everything it's, as well. It's the IP, though. But I would disagree with that being entirely the case, because for Pokemon, this is like many, many Pogo players first Pokemon game like this game appeals to like elderly people like. But that's that's still the IP. That's the thing. I'm not saying that the IP draws in people who have played the IP. I'm saying the IP is so strong because of a specific reason. Because it's Pokemon. And but, Pokemon um, does what it does really good. I mean, And that's that, the collecting and the monster designs. People see them and they think they're cute. Or they see them and they think they're cool. And of course, Go is just the natural progression for what Pokemon was trying to do. I feel... And it's just integrating catching Pokemon with the real world in a way that Wizards Unite doesn't make somebody feel like they're going to Hogwarts, for example. Yeah. That that while the Harry Potter universe is large and it's very beloved by people, a little bit less so now, but we don't need to talk about that one. No. Nope. And it's just doesn't lend itself to the the gameplay design. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there were people that discovered their fandom for Harry Potter by playing Wizards Unite. But you can yeah. say the opposite for Pogo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's an interesting way to sum it up. But thank you very much for the email. Kelv drinks custard. Uh, good luck in getting veteran again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That brings us to the end of our show. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You also have the option of leaving us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. And if you just completely didn't hear what I said and you're like, oh, I want to know how to call them or email them, you can check all of our information out and more at gocastpodcast.com, our website. You can also follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Not our only, but the only social media account that I actually post and use <laughs> uh, you can also help support the show via a website called patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash go cast podcast and that's where you can get access to our patron uh, discord community and that's just one dollar a month and you get access uh, through that service there are other tiers as well two other tiers in fact the top tier is our elite trainer tier patrons and here shout out to them Thank you, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Michael, Ted, Ozzy, Tish, Ben, Marvin, Amini, Source, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Philip, and Devontae. Thank you so very, very much for your continued support, your generous support of the show and helping us keep the digital lights on. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you, you can always help the show out via another avenue. It's free. It's easy. And it's fast if you can find the right place to do it it's leaving us a review uh, you can do that pretty much anywhere except for google podcasts and spotify uh currently trust me i will let you know when that changes but we got one from drew too 
And the title of the review is the best Pokemon Go podcast. And it reads came for the great Pokemon Go news and discussion stayed for Chris's infectious laugh and Kyle's Oscar the Grouch charm. (laughs) It's true. The only difference between you and Oscar is that you don't live in a trash can. Nobody actually knows that. Have you <laughs> yeah. seen the Have you seen the inside of Oscar the Grouch's trash can? It's it is it is much he, more than a trash can. He's got he's got Time Lord technology. He's got a house. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. But also, we haven't seen your bottom half. You could be sitting in a trash can currently. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like whenever someone comes to the drive through at Starbucks, you don't actually know that they have legs until they come inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Everybody that comes through, they just they're a torso attached to the seat of a car. Like send cars. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right. <laughs> I think it's time that we set our goals and get out of here. <laughs> oh, goals. Okay. Yes. Goals, goals, goals. What <sighs> are we doing this week, man? The Festival of Lights begins tomorrow. I have the day off because I took my birthday off. <laughs> Very excited to play lots of TFT. Yes. Just you're just gonna play 12 hours of TFT. Come home, you're gonna be Iron One. <laughs> this is a personal attack which is not possible because you can't derank but whatever. i'll find a way i'll find a way uh no but uh, i do I, I am planning on playing some pokemon tomorrow too it'll be fun it'll be really fun man there's like there's nothing special going on right now so there's that no sir all right um i'm gonna say get one shiny and like a, a raid shiny would count, which is what I will probably go for. Okay. Um, man, I really need to make progress on these rockets. This is awful. You don't want to know what I'm at right now. What are you at? <laughs> Eight grunts, one purified shadow, and one leader. You have done like nothing. I have done like nothing. Oh my god! In my defense, dude. I did open the app when we started recording, and there was a balloon, but I I couldn't do it while we were here, so. You know what? Fine. We'll we'll make some progress. Let's just say I, I should be able to play on Saturday, hopefully. Let's say f- 15 grunts. I'm not going to correspond to leaders because leaders are going to have to be done at the end anyways. Okay. Uh, I am so, not hatching eggs right now. That is, it's not happening. Why wouldn't you just make it a multiple of six grunts then? Because I'm not going to count the leaders. So what does it matter? Just because that's all I... That's how many it takes to make the radar. So I don't know. Okay, cool. That's cool. I'm not going to fight. I could end up pl- go if I go out and play. Every grunt or every rocket stop will not be a leader like balloons are. I know. So yeah, that's going to happen, and I'm going to waste grunts that way. I I don't want to think about the leaders at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It'll it's easy. No, all of those eggs, bro. Yeah, but the point is it's 100. Who thought – sorry, it's 50. Who thought it was a good idea to require 50 leaders but only 100 grunts? Look, um, they, knew, they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew just, just, what they were doing. It's okay. The rest of us got through it, man. You yeah, can do Chris, it Chris, too. Chris, I would like you to tell the crowd how you got through it. I bought 30 radars. Okay. Thank you. Thank I you. I bought 30 radars. But that that being said, look, okay, that's me. But there are a lot of other people that play this game that don't do that because they're yeah. not me. And yeah, we know and, a and, bunch of them. And and a lot of people are like, it's the worst grind. 
that was there. D is in the chat. There, there. She said, yeah. it. "I did it without buying radars." And how long did it take you? Anyway, okay. we're gonna you move don't on. have to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We're going to move on, but I'm going to say five hundred thousand experience, and that is hopefully on the low end because I should be having at least two best friends. Don't forget, we next. yeah, we're getting the friendship stuff. Yeah. So. Should I uh should one of your goals be to make sure you open gifts every day? Yes. Okay. All right. Is that it for you? Yeah, that, that's it for me. Okay, one shiny, just one. 15 grunts, 500,000 experience. Yep. Okay. For myself, and I wrote this before you said your first one, I wrote two shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate you sometimes though. Two shiny, and I think Hooper research, didn't they say there was going to be a new step with this? There's, I think there's something that's supposed to happen, right? Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. One million experience because I'm pretty close with several people. So this friendship event should do the trick. 500,000 Stardust because I intend to play quite a bit. 25 kilometers walking because I need to do it for my level 48. 30 eggs because 50 was too high last week. And I wrote down gifts. And that's going to mean I'm going to try every day of this event to send all of my gifts, open all of my gifts. Well, so oh, sorry, open all open all my gifts. Sending, I don't know about that. That would take a long time. Okay, I was about to say that's that's commitment. I don't know how many friends you have at this point, but too many. I I also have uh, many, many many friends. I honestly should probably go through my friends list and like organize it in mm-hmm. some capacity, but that's that's too much work. Two thirty eight. Two thirty eight. I got 177. This is a good opportunity for me to throw in there because this did happen via email. Somebody said, hey, I'd love for the two of you to add me. Um, and so I did. And Kyle, I'll get you the, the friend code as well. You don't want us to add you. Yeah, yeah. Because we are <laughs> awful friends. We're we are. Super we bad. are. At, we are the worst Pokemon Go friends. Just in general. Yeah. I. Yeah. We're terrible at sending gifts and like. I only respond to raid invites like 15% of the time. Oh, I raid a lot more often than that, but yes. Yeah, but but how many raid invites do you accept? <laughs> um, the ones I see, I try to do all of them. Yeah, that's fair. When I when I do see them, I usually accept. You know what the worst thing in the world is? Is getting the notification that said, you know, uh legendary moo has invited you to a raid 4 minutes ago. I'm like, "No." Yeah. It's, no, no. It's too no, late. no. The worst one is you get it it pops up right when you sent the invite. And by the time you open the game, the raid has already started. And you're just like, are you serious? It's a pain in the butt. They, it's a pain they in the need butt. to refine that uh, notification system. <laughs> I would agree, but we're not here to solve all of the world's problems. Uh, we're here to solve actually none of them. But we'll see how far, how far we get uh, next week. Uh, see you then. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. And we'll catch you next week is episode 169. Bye. Bye. Bye.